Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. My guest today is Jennifer Hill. She's a successful entrepreneur, evolutionary leader, author, speaker, TV and radio host, and thought leader. She has written two books and has authored two popular white papers. Wait for this. She has co-hosted TV shows and events with world-renowned names such as Deepak Chopra, Roland McCready, Greg Braden, and Howard Martin, to name just a few. When she's not hosting or speaking, she loves to give back and has built two schools in third world countries. Hello, Jennifer, and welcome to Back to Basics. Thank you so much, Leticia. It's such a pleasure to be here with you, and I'm so grateful to be with your audience as well. I appreciate your listening. Well, thank you so much. And I mean, just disclosure, I could have kept reading introduction for like another 10 minutes of incredible stuff you've achieved, but I had to cut it and say, let's hear the journey from you, from you is going to be so much interesting. But of course, I'm a little bit uh, starstruck because you have so much experience interviewing and TV hosting and all that. So uh, be gentle with me. Be kind with me, uh, Jennifer, please. <laughs> you are doing great. Honestly, I didn't know. I had no idea I would be hosting TV shows. It was just random. I worked with a dream coach and I went from building and selling my first company in the legal recruiting space to working with a dream coach who worked with A-list actors and actresses, one of whom an actor who lived in my building and had referred me to her. And so I do a dream. And in the dream, Leticia, I saw this male newscaster, very proper and prim and very put together. And goalie, my dream coach said, oh, my love, you're going to be on television. And oh. I said, no, <laughs> I am not going to be on television. I said, I did that in my 20s. I'm not there. She said, oh, my love, just wait. And sure enough, six months later, that's how I came to be hosting television shows with Deepak Chopra and many other amazing people. Oh, around. my God. There's so much I want to unpack there with the dream coach. But hold on. Hold on one second. I first want to hear about a little bit, if you don't mind, about your childhood. If in those dreams as a little girl, did you ever thought that you were going to be doing that? I'm always very curious about that path. And you just advanced that you created a company, you sold it. Tell us a little bit about that young years to successful entrepreneur and selling your own business uh, aspect of the journey. Well, it's funny you bring that up. I will always distinctly remember when I was five years old, my grandfather every year, who was my hero, I absolutely loved him. And my grandmother would throw a 4th of July party. And my grandfather had been in the Marine Corps, so Semper Fi, deep gratitude to all the incredible veterans out there. And this one particular year, I was five years old and I was passing hors d'oeuvres as a little five-year-old does at the party. And this general who is at my grandfather's party looks down at me and he says, oh, sweetheart, what do you want to be when you grow up? Without missing a beat, I said, first woman president of the United States. Oh, wow. <laughs> and 
that was the thing. I don't even know why I wanted that. But fast forward about four or five years later, I created my first company at 10 years old, where I created a babysitting company. Mm. First, I started off babysitting by myself. And then I wound up uh, sending other babysitters out in my place if I couldn't do it. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. And by the way, there's still room for that dream. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's still not all, all said and done. <laughs> never know. I don't even know if I would want that now. But I just always find that very funny that five-year-old me, I don't even know how five-year-old me knew that there had never been a woman president and two, wanted to be president. Interesting. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And so you already were entrepreneurial. And as you were choosing your career, so what were you going to do as an adult? Uh, did that entrepreneurial spirit uh, manifested? And that's what you pursued? It was very funny. You got to love life's little synchronicities. I share the story with a heart in mind for any of you out there. Maybe you have something that really crushes you, something that breaks your heart. Trust it is always for the good. And now I will share my little side story about that. When I was about, uh, gosh, I guess I was 16 years old. I got very bored easily in school because I didn't learn in a linear way. So I was in a lot of advanced classes and wasn't taking the traditional uh, high school courses. So by the time I was 16, I begged my parents to go to straight to college, which I did. So I took the GED and went straight to college. And at the time when I had left high school, I was in a lot of advanced placement AP classes. So fast forward a few years later, I was very, very grateful. I graduated college, I think at 20 or 21, uh, one or two years earlier than normal. And because of that, though, Leticia, here's the magical miracle that happened that looked like a horrible thing at the time. So I had graduated in June of whatever the year was, I think 2001. And I walked with my class and I moved up to L.A. with my boyfriend. Well, at that time, I was planning to go to law school. I thought, oh, that'll be mentally stimulating and challenging. So I was getting ready to apply for law school applications. I got a phone call August of that year. Oops. You didn't graduate. What? You're missing a class from high school. Oh my God. Best history 101. So get this because I had taken advanced placement European history in lieu of US history 101 <laughs> in the short time I was in high school, they wouldn't give me my diploma. Oh so they said, God. you have two options. Option number one is to come back to school for a year and take this semester that you missed. Or option number two is to take a two-hour oral examination on a thousand-page book on U.S. History 101, and you won't know what you're going to be tested on. Oh, my God. And, you know, through a series of miracles, I was able to pass the two-hour oral exam. Oh. But I know it was a miracle, truly a miracle. And ironically, you'll never believe this. So this was my old alma mater, UC Irvine. Years later, I get involved in their Dean's Leadership Society. I heart Bill Maurer, the Dean of Social Sciences, is a dear friend. And fast forward, that's who introduced me to Deepak. 10, 20 years later, I get this email from my alma mater. Do you want to co-moderate a panel with Bill Maurer and your favorite professor from college, Don Hoffman, and Dr. Deepak Chopra? Ooh, and I was let like, me think. <laughs> Ooh, let so, me think. <laughs> so I share that, though, Leticia, because one of my teachers recently taught me this. He says, things that start off bitter and sweet. And I thought, wow, that's so beautiful. Because had I looked at that point in my life, that's what set me on the path. I couldn't apply for law school that year as I planned because of mm. I'd missed the window of applications. So I got three job offers, one of which was to become a recruiter. 
And that's what led me to build and sell my first company. So that would have never happened had I not gone through that obstacle. I love that. I love that. And I think it was Steve Jobs Um, that said that you have to connect the dots backwards, not forward. Like people try to connect the dots as we move forward. But in reality, it's only looking back that we get that. Uh huh. That's why it happened. That's what changed this trajectory, and and you know that conviction, and that and that's a powerful story. And I love that you share it because if I have one purpose with my podcast is the realization that anything is possible to embody possibilities. That I think it's if we can get convinced that anything is indeed possible, like we will live our life to it very differently than when we ourselves create these barriers and these, you know, limiting beliefs that we cannot do what we dream of. And so So I'm getting a message to share with your listeners. I like to tap into our intuition, our inner knowing, and that really is one of the key guiding forces of helping us to trust, you know, and not resist the path when something new comes up instead of resisting it for days, weeks, months, years, trust that the path is being redirected for a reason. So I share this because one of my favorite things to say out loud every day is I love to say universe, please remove anything or anyone who is not meant to be in my life and give me the wisdom to know this is happening for my good. And I kid you not, Leticia, it just saves me so much time and energy in life. Think of all the people who you meet who aren't the right fit, all the jobs, all the whomevers, whatever it might be. I am very, very fortunate to say that majority of the time, 90% or more, I just have the most incredible human beings who pop into my life And every now and again, somebody will show up. And then when they're lovingly removed from my life, I just trust it was for the good. Mm, That's so much wisdom. I got goosebumps. I almost got (laughs) like, okay, that's my meditation for the day. I'm going to replay that. It's uh, fantastic. So I thank you for sharing that. And and it's so true. Like it's, well, it's what I try to call like the back to basics, back to basics. It's what I want to surround myself with, what adds energy, good energy. And, you know, a conviction that you're doing something from the greater good, which I know you are because you have also philanthropy and all this embedding. But I'm also curious about, so you you have your, your business, you're doing fantastic. Was there something that that intuition that you tap into that you just shared with us that said, okay, you're done with this, move on? Like, I think people sometimes struggle recognizing that moment when we should move on. Move on. And, and sometimes it means we get laid off because the universe has to intervene <laughs> into, you know, and, and, and do a coup d'etat and like, you don't want to move, uh, you, I'm going to make you move. Uh, <laughs> I'm a firm believer on that. How did that happen for you or do, do you follow those intuitions? How do you recognize when you when you do those, uh, take those leap of faith, so to speak? Mm. Great question. Uh, For me personally, I'm very spiritual. I spend a lot of time in prayer and meditation, whatever prayer looks like. Some people like to connect with Gaia, the universe, whatever you consider God or source. So I probably spend about two hours a day in prayer and meditation. And I talk to God or the universe. I remember (laughs) one day my husband and I were walking along the water in Lisbon and he looks over at me and he says, honey, what does God sound like? (laughs) And I was like, Well, to me, it's just a a gender neutral voice. Although I have a dear friend of mine who I was with this weekend at a meditative retreat. And she said, you know, Jen, I don't hear God. I just feel things intuitively in my body. It's more somatic. Mm. So I say that because you might, and I'll give you a great example of this, of one of my dearest friends. 
she was dating a guy for two whole years who was, were, I don't want to speak ill. Let's just say I was going to say one thing and I'm going to pivot because <laughs> I don't believe in let's just say he wasn't the best fit for her okay <laughs> so it wasn't healthy and she would literally physically fall down leaving his house get in car accidents leaving like everything physically things would happen so our intention is the universe source gaia whatever you want to call it god is going to give you little love nudges i was just on another summit last week and a friend of mine said jen i love your expression the universe is so cute so if you look at it like the universe is gonna give you like a little love tap like a little hey okay you might not want to go down this path and then the universe will give you a little love nudge <laughs> and then the universe will swat you <laughs> and, and redirect you and, and there's nothing good or bad or right or wrong. So to the best of my ability, I spend time in prayer and meditation. And what happened, which was so unique with that dream coach, I had been out to dinner with this A-list actor who happened to live in our building. And over dinner, I had just sold my company and I didn't necessarily have plans to leave because I had a five-year contract with them. And she, he said, oh, you know, I have a dream coach and she helps all of us actors divine our next role. And I was like, you know, I'm curious, like, you know, maybe five years, three years, whatever it was down the road. I'm curious to see what'll be next after I complete, you know, having sold this company. And he said, I'll connect you with her. And so I would have never thought that I did a complete 180 degree turn in my career. Though what's unique is I never could have seen that what I'm doing now reflects and mirrors the 20 years I spent in legal recruiting because now I've developed a company called omom-heels.com and we created a proprietary mathematical algorithm and formula to mirror my intuition that I used to use in the recruiting world. So one of my greatest gifts has always been, Leticia, meeting person A and meeting person B and being like, ooh, mm -hmm. you two should connect. Mm -hmm. And so we created a mathematical formula to do that now where people can find out for free who their best energetic matches are. And we're actually developing a software to be able to do this. Could you imagine, Leticia, if therapists had this, like better health or doctors or dentists had this, what if you could find your perfect dentist, therapist, doctor right away and that's our dream. I feel so lucky. Like every doctor I've ever had or therapist has become a close personal friend just because my intuition initially picked them. And so it really worked out seamlessly. Mm, there's so much power in that. I can just see, I'm not a dream coach, but I just saw you selling this next company in the near future for a lot of money. Like this is gonna be like the Amazon of, of, of you know, energy, health, and, and just, because people, we are not attuned with it. We are not attuned with it. And you're so right. And we, right before we started, I'm gonna give, you know, kudos to our dear friend, Nina, because uh, Nina and I have never met in person, but he's one of those people that I met over the pandemic online. And we have formed this beautiful friendship purely based on what you just described, energy. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and every person she tells me, you need to meet this person. And hopefully the ones I've also uh, recommended, like it's just immediate chemistry. Like you could tell there's something there that the more you get involved with people that are like you, magic, it's just, it's almost like a fast track. Like, it's not like it cannot happen, but it's just that resistance you mentioned before is not there. It just flows. Yeah. So what we figured out, and this is mind boggling to me, and I didn't even realize this. I, I will say, I just found out earlier this week that our algorithm may, uh, may actually apply to teachers and students as well. So I'll tell you why. 
we found out in what we measure in this algorithm that there's a certain amount of variability that's tolerable across the quadrants we measure. And if you get too high in this variability, it creates what we call an accidental adversarial relationship. You can't even explain it. Mm. You can't put your finger on why it is, but you're like, eh, I just don't know about this person for me in this sort of a relationship. So it turns out uh, there's a class I co-facilitate called Vocal Mastery for Leaders with my incredible vocal coach. Shout out to Arthur Samuel Joseph. He trained Tony Robbins and Dwayne Wade and just really incredible people. And we had a student who was in the class. Ironically, she happened to be a practitioner on the platform. So I had her algorithmic data and I have my friend Arthur, who I co-facilitate with. I had his algorithmic data. Well, she asked to leave the class, which was fine. We have a seven day money back guarantee. She's like, you know, I just wasn't feeling it, Jen. And I hopped on the call with her. I won't use her name, but I said, you know, thank you so much. You'll never believe this. They had the exact amount of variability. Her lowest was his highest that is not tolerable. So what if, have you ever been in that position where you have a teacher and you feel like you almost can't learn from them because as much as they might be eloquent and smart, and however it is, there's some sort of mismatch. But what if that is us all across our lives and nobody's ever thought to quantify that before? Mm, well, that's a very powerful thought. I definitely <laughs> love it. I think you're going to have to marry it or, or pair it with some self-development uh, programs because I can only imagine how many married couples are probably out of curiosity. Honey, let me see how, how compatible we are. And then, you know, discover that, oh, this is, uh, we are kind of different here. <laughs> Yeah, that's, it's funny you say that. We didn't even realize it. That is not why we designed the program, but husbands and wives who are happy and boyfriends and girlfriends happen to match using the exact same criteria. And it's not to say if you have this amount of variability that it won't work, but it makes a huge difference. If you know that you have high variability in one of the categories, then it's an opportunity to proactively compromise rather than reactively, rather than waiting around for those situations to come up. If you can raise your energetic vibration and the other person can meet you halfway, you can have a beautiful, loving relationship. So it's not to say something can't work. It's to say that when we bring our conscious awareness to it, it creates even more seamless relationships. Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely am a believer that you're on to something because even with the podcast guests I've had here and I've had a lot of mindfulness meditation teachers and coaches and and. Of course, it's incredible, all the content, but those that have been able to, like the neuroscientists that have embraced mindfulness meditation and that they have been able to explain the energetic fields, the impact that meditation has on the brain. And this is just meditation, but all like, let's say the, the, the cause and effect kind of approach. A lot yeah. of people are like, all this is great, but who can prove to me that <laughs> what you're saying is true? A lot of people really function like that. And I think an algorithm is an algorithm, right? <laughs> so if you base what you're trying to do on something that's provable, I think that's going to attract a lot of people and it's going to help us explain many of those things that, you know, that kind of, you know, I just don't like this person or this. And then, as you say, create consciousness around it and make us more aware. And I think that is a very powerful uh, mission. 
Yeah. Well, what's funny is we reverse proved the algorithm by accident. I was in the car with a couple of my best girlfriends and they had all taken the matching quiz, but we're on a wine girls trip. (laughs) The husband of one of the girls is driving and one of the girls gets sick. Well, the two of us, my friend and I had used this one healer who I love. I've used her for 15 years. She healed my friend from shingles. Literally, Mm. she couldn't get out of bed. And she had this miraculous healing in less than 48 hours. So our third friend says, oh, girls, I'm dealing with blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to refer you to my favorite. And the second one pipes in is like, she's amazing. Mm. You will never believe what happened. Talk about a challenge. This was one of the greatest obstacles I've had since I opened this company. So what happened was, Leticia, my friend goes and does the session with his healer. Well, I follow up with her like a week or two later and I'm like, oh, how did it go? Or I asked her to write a review and, and then she told me and she's like, it was terrible. Like I hated it. It was awful. Mm. It was like the worst session. And I'm like, how is this possible? Mm. This woman is like a magic worker. And then Leticia, I went and checked the darn algorithm. <laughs> they had 20% double the amount that is tolerable for any normal human being. Her highest was 20% lower than this other person. Wow. And it was but it was an accident that we reverse proved it. And even though it hurt, cause I was like, oh, she doesn't like my person. I was like, oh, of course she doesn't like this person mm. because there's too much variability. So what's interesting is friendships and coworkers don't match in the same way. Like you can have friends who are diametrically opposed to you, but it's when it's those intimate, whether it's romantic or therapeutic, that's where we see more of the friction happening. Mm, well, that's very interesting. Of course, I'm going to have your webpage on the show notes and it sounds very exciting and it's available, I guess. Anybody, how, how does that work? People go and they check or what? Yeah. yeah, it's totally free to get matched. So anybody can go to om-heals.com and we have about a, over 100 practitioners, I think now from around the world. And they can just find out for free, just even if you want to do it for fun. And I think if you want, I can even give your listeners a special code for 20% off their first session. It's 20 news. So the number 220NEW, all in caps. And that gives you 20% off your first session. So even you know, if it's $100, you get it for 80. We have practitioners anywhere from $30 to several hundred dollars, but it all varies. I mean, it's very incredible. I'm so grateful to work with this team of people. Wow, that's incredible. And I thank you that uh, for that on behalf of my audience. And so, I mean, and the, so you have a lot going on, of course, and you just shared this is a very exciting project. And uh, what else are you working on that we haven't discussed that you, you want to share? I know you are an author. I know you host TV. You, you get to meet so many incredible people. I mean, is there anything there that you want to share? Do you have you ever suffered imposter syndrome? I'm curious. Like, imagine I like you get to interview or, or, or uh, moderate uh, people like Deepak Chopra. Is that nerve wracking? Oh, yeah. Funny story about that. I was completely terrified. So it was about the seventh grade show I had done with Deepak. And I've never studied quantum physics. I love neuroscience. I had never taken special relativity classes, any of that. So we were doing an episode in December of 2020, I think it was, on special relativity. And I swear, Leticia, I was like about ready to cry because (laughs) I had been studying and like pouring over every Stephen Hawking's book I could. And deep diving into it. And the morning came of the interview was going to be at 10 o'clock my time in Portugal that night. And I was almost in tears and I got on my knees and I was like, God, universe, if anybody's listening out there, help, I can't do this. I am not qualified to conduct the interview tonight. (laughs) And I kid you not, this was the strangest experience one of in my life. 
I heard without missing a beat, Leticia, ask Einstein. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? And so I meditate and I heard a voice, a God's voice saying, ask Einstein an hour before your interview with Deepak, go into your meditative state and ask Einstein. I mean, they say energetically that energy cannot be created nor destroyed and that Akashic field wise, everything is accessible to us. So I was, I was a bit skeptical, not going to lie, but I went for it. <laughs> so an hour before the interview, I had nothing else. I mean, aside from reading Stephen Hawking's all day, that was my next best bet. So that night I went into a meditative state and I was like, Mr. Einstein, Mr. <laughs> Albert Einstein, this is Jennifer K. Hill down here on earth. Can you hear me? And boosh, without, without anything happening, without even a moment, I started reverse spinning and drops straight out of space time. And Einstein just kind of showed me around. It was like, here's special relativity. Here's this, here's that. I didn't even want to go back and interview Deepak. I could care less. I was like, whatever Einstein just did. Wow. I love Deepak. I just interview Einstein. <laughs> that is yeah, incredible. So and and so I say I say that because I absolutely get imposter syndrome of like, oh my God, I'm not qualified. <laughs> Who am I to do an interview on special relativity? <laughs> I love that. And I love that you share it with us because you know, I think there's also that makes you authentic and vulnerable. And uh, the fact that you uh, and you know, and that's why I ask because I see the most successful people, and and we like to think of that they have it figured out. They have so much experience at this, and people don't realize it's always the first time. It's always that one person that you're going to interview that maybe is your biggest, you are the biggest fan of. It, it all that never goes away. That feeling that oh my god, I maybe don't know what I'm doing, and the fact that you ask for help to whatever it is that you believe on. And I don't know what I read, but I think the more and more I hear stories like this, I, I read somewhere that the, there's there's these energies like angels and they are, yeah. all they're waiting for is for us to ask for help. That they cannot, yeah. I don't know which book I was reading, but it said that angels cannot help us unless we ask for their help specifically. Yeah. So maybe that was your Albert Einstein's angel right there waiting for you to kind of ask for help. Yeah, ironically, my story was published in a book called Guides. And in this book called Guides, it was actually about a series of stories of how do we connect to our guides and guides, angels, whatever you want to call them. It's really deeper wisdom, intuitive knowing we all have access. I mean, if you look at the percentage of our brain that we use, it is such a small percentage. And that's one of my other passion projects actually is HeartMath. Are you familiar with HeartMath at all? I have. I interviewed somebody. I'm not very familiar, but I did. I do. I didn't. I think maybe my second interview on this show was somebody that was a HeartMath uh, practitioner. But I, I'm happy if you share a little bit with the audience because it's very interesting. Yeah. Well, the reason I share this because I love that HeartMath has the science to back up the power of our heart's intuition. So I'm fortunate to call Dr. Roland McCready, a friend of mine, who's the head scientist over there. And in the last year or so, I became a HeartMath certified trainer and coach. And it is incredible. They have done research where 10 seconds, I think it is, before something happens, your heart will actually show what's going to happen. Your heart's wisdom knows 10 seconds before, uh, like um, I think they did a study on gambling that people could find that out. And so I'm a huge proponent of that. I do do heart math training and coaching as well. And I use it in my own personal life because when we get that imposter syndrome, 
when we get afraid, that's when I go into heart-focused breathing. And it's so easy. And the science of heart-brain coherence is really remarkable. When we get in a state of heart-brain coherence, we become more resilient. We become, it's like, it's almost like you have a battery. And in this battery, if we don't charge our cell phones, imagine if you went all day or two or three days without recharging your cell phone, it wouldn't turn on. The same is true of you as a human being. Yet we are not taught as human beings in school or in life how to recharge our battery. And that's exactly what a lot of these techniques do, which is why I use them in my own life every day. Mm -hmm. That's very, very good. Yeah. And, and that you, you made me think of something about the power of being curious. You know, like I've always said, you know, that curiosity is such a great helper for in life, you know, just to be curious about something to learn, see what works for you. Don't immediately like I, I have friends I actually uh, will share I was recently into a Catholic retreat which I haven't done in forever and I'm big into meditation I'm, I'm Catholic but I like to learn about all religions I I'm an explorer and uh, as I was there I have a friend that you know whatever I don't know but she basically thinks that meditation is exclusive of the Catholic religion and I don't agree with that basically. And so I went to this and then we did two meditations and I came back and told my friend, we did two meditations. <laughs> so like you can meditate, you know, focusing on anything. Like you want to call, you want to meditate on Jesus and you want to meditate on, you know, the Catholic figures. That's fine. But why to close ourselves saying that's not for me. That's not what I believe. I'm not willing to explore. I think that we, if we create space to learn and to explore, then we have a bigger chance of really making important discoveries, just like the ones you're sharing with us. Mm. I, I couldn't agree more. I'm so deeply grateful. I learned transcendental meditation about 10 years ago, and I haven't missed a day since then. And for me, I call it spiritual soup. That's actually why on social media right now, I'm doing 365 days of tips for living your best life. Mm. And I share tips ranging from mantras to meditation to the Sedona method, I think today's tip was stop shooting on yourself okay. <laughs> because we always all should all over ourselves. I should have done this. Yes. I shouldn't have done that. And so it's little pieces of wisdom that either I have Deepak, actually, I forget what Deepak's was, but he did a cameo surprise one when I was with him in person a month or so ago. Oh, that's and nice. it's just, you know, there are so many ways to your point. It doesn't have to look like it fits in a little box. Meditation could be golfing, walking, running, playing music. You know, it's whatever fills your heart up and your soul and allows you to be your best self. That is meditation. I love it. Yeah, I started calling it my centering practice. Like I feel that that has a, a less reaction, you know, from people when, especially because they know I'm very religious and they want to box me into one thing or the other. And I say, no, I... I just, uh, that's why I think God gave me a brain. I get to discern on what I want to use and where I want to learn. And I don't think it just should be defined and, and so strict. So, and these spiritual soup, I love those tips. Are, are that, is that in, on Facebook? It's on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. So on uh, Facebook, it's at Jen Hill Speaker as well as uh, Instagram. Or if you go on TikTok, it's at Om Heals, O-M-H-E-A-L-S. Awesome. And I actually have cameos of different people like Deepak and some of our practitioners who often come on. And 
really give great tips as well because I am I didn't I don't even know if I know 365 days of tips but check back with me and we will see if I figure them all out. Oh, I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. just just in this you know conversation you've you've shown you've shared so much wisdom that uh, you know I'm, I'm pretty sure it's fantastic and I will share all your social media in the show notes so that people can access it. And so, you know, Jen, I mean, anything else that uh, we haven't discussed that you want to highlight? I know you, well, I do want to highlight very quickly because I'm big on philanthropy and you're helping and creating schools for, you know, children in third world countries. I'm originally from Venezuela. So I always have to highlight, you know, that important work and, you know, just putting that greater good out there um, do you want to share some of that initiative? Uh, absolutely. I'm a huge, huge fan of BuildOn, B-U-I-L-D-O-N.org. And actually, just in an interview like this, it was pretty incredible. There was a woman named Dr. Anita Caprice, I believe it was. And she and I were being co-interviewed on a program, and this work came up. Anita just built her first school in Africa oh out, of, out of an interview like this. That is incredible. And what I love, and yes, it's amazing. What I love about Build On, they work in South America, they work in Asia, they work in Africa. And what I what's really incredible though is not only do they do work outside of the United States, they do work with inner city school children in the United States and they get them to I think it's a 97% graduation rate. Mm. I mean, it really it, it opens my heart so wide. I remember I think Jim is the CEO's name. It's either Jim or Jeff. And I was privileged to get to be at a small, intimate fireside chat with him a few years ago. And he shared the story. He said, I was recently back in Nepal for our 30-year anniversary of the first school that we had built there. And there was an old man who's kind of hunched over and crouched outside the school. It was the inaugural school we had built. And I kept trying to wave him and invite him in. And he just kept shaking his head and saying, no, no, no. And so after the talk was done, I went out and I approached him and I said, pardon me, sir, but I, I saw you sitting outside. Did you help build this for school? And the man was very humble and he just kind of covered his eyes and shook his head and said, well, yes, sir, but, but only once every 11 days. Oh. And I said, oh, okay, well, why did you only help build the school once every 11 days? And he said, because I was a slave and I only got one day off every 11 days, oh. but I had four children. And my youngest had cerebral, cerebral palsy, and I knew he wouldn't live mm. if I didn't give him a chance. And that man's son went on to matriculate through all these little schools that they built there, got into Kathmandu University, and now runs a bank in Nepal. Oof. And you just, wow. That is like, powerful. Yes, that is. Yeah, that's why we're building money, right? We're raising money right now to build our next school in Malawi next year, which I'm happy to send you the link for if you'd like. I think we've raised about twelve or 15000 And it's amazing when you think as little as thirty dollars or $35,000 can give children access to education. And what I learned in this process, it's not just about the structure of the school. It is equally important, number one, that you have the villagers willing to send their children, both boys and girls, to school. Mm. And number two, that you have teachers. When I first started building schools, I wanted to give up on it years ago because you don't know the money is going to go to the kids. And that's why I'm so grateful to be able to partner with Build On on this. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, if you can send us a link and we can help promote, yeah. I think, you know, the, the, the service aspect of our hum humanity is something that I think that uh, when people realize that we are called to serve in whatever capacity we can, 
I think uh, that that we're already on our path to a better life. So I, I thank you for all you do. And it's very, very, very inspiring. And so, Jennifer, you have a very busy life. And you met- <laughs> I have a whole life. I have a life filled with miracles. I learned that years ago. A client of mine once called and said, Jennifer, I know how busy you are. And that highlighted something for me. I don't ever want to be busy. I want to have a life filled with miracles. I love that. I absolutely love that. And the reason why I say that is because and you say already you meditate or have your practice two hours a day. So obviously that connects you to what makes you tick. I'm always curious. Anything else that, you know, on those dark days where you feel disconnected, you feel out of purpose, out of mission, besides what you've shared already, anything else that helps you resource you know, I have to give credit to my husband. <laughs> <He's Okay. one. laughs> I have an incredible soulmate and he's there for me when, you know, when we're, we all go through dark times, we all go through times where we don't believe in ourselves. And I think for any of us to be able to find a partner and to know, this would be my advice, to know that you deserve to be cherished. About four years ago, almost exactly, I was going through a divorce and I loved my ex-husband was a beautiful soul who set me on this path that I'm on. And I hope he's now since found his soulmate. And in that time, it was one of my darkest, darkest, darkest periods. And one of my girlfriends said to me, Jen, you deserve to find someone who will cherish you. Though first, you have to cherish yourself. So my recommendation is whether you're going through a dark time, whether you're looking to find your soulmate, your one, cherish yourself. Do the inner child work, love, honor, and appreciate yourself. And I'll leave you with this too. One of a beautiful bracelet my sister gave me years ago had this one little charm on it. And this is what it said, Leticia. Let this be your greatest task. Let this be your greatest joy. To give people back to themselves, even in their darkest hour, especially in that hour. And that is my wish for every one mm. of us, that we can be that person for ourselves and for others. Mm. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. That's so special. I love this conversation. I loved everything you're doing. <laughs> I'm not surprised to see, you know, that success and fulfillment have found you because honestly, you represent everything. I believe at least that I'm inspiring that, you know, to be in a good place, to bring good to the world, to bring good to others. And you're also, you know, a create, innovating through your app and through your platform. And so it sounds to me that uh, you're really uh, well on your way to achieve even greater things. So I thank you for your time and for all the inspiration you shared with us today. Thank you so much. It is such a pleasure and an honor. And if anybody ever needs some input, if you want me to send you in the right direction, to the best of my ability, I will help. You can go to jenniferkhill.com. And you can book time with me. There are 15-minute free calls that I do with people as time permits. I try to do a few pro bono calls a week and give back when I can. So you can also book time with me on there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jennifer. And uh, to everybody out there, just, you know, let it sink in. And there's tons of good advice in this episode. So thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe Rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you and until the next time.